I'm Jason Long, and this is Queer Contemplations. New. This is Adam's story. Get dressed up, get on the beer, and lose myself in a crowd. I am such an overthinker. Parked in this dingy hospital waiting room, using up oxygen getting in the way. I've memorised all the information posters tacked to the walls. I've thumbed the leaflets. This is my fourth little plastic cup of instant coffee. To be honest, it's the only thing keeping me going at this point. I've been up since five this morning when things all got going. She was banging on my bedroom door. It's happening! It's happening! I was expecting her waters to break like they do on TV. We'd be in a shop or something, then whoosh! But apparently that almost never happens. We thought it might have happened a couple of nights ago. She was all twitchy, irritable and unsettled, moaning at me for not tidying up properly. Well, grumpy she was, but who wouldn't be, seriously? If it had happened then, God, I'd... Well, I'd be a dad right now. I came to sit in here to give her a bit of space. Things have slowed down, so I wanted to give her some privacy. To be honest, I needed a bit of a breather. I've not heard anything for a while. I wonder if she's getting some sleep. They told me they'd come and get me once things got going again, so I've just been sitting here thinking, for all the good that's doing me. I am such an overthinker, I'm worried I've got myself in a spin. Which is why I wanted to get things off my chest with you guys. I want to, I don't know, talk things through before... before everything happens. So it's an unusual setup Molly and I have. We've both wanted children for as long as we can remember, but neither of us have met the right man for one reason or another. Just over a year ago, over a bottle of Chablis and late-night tapas, This whole idea became a real conversation, and the rest, as they say, is history. Here we are about to be parents. She led the whole thing, really. Now, that's not fair. I mean, of course I wanted to go through with it, but I don't want you to think that she played no part, because she did. It was mainly her idea. She knew, though, how much I wanted to be a dad, so it was a joint decision. It was. We already lived close to each other, but when she got pregnant, we each sold our flats and bought a house together. It's got plenty of space, a big garden, three bedrooms, safe neighbourhood. It's perfect, really. Things have already changed so much in the past nine months, I should be feeling more ready for this now. I mean, I think we are ready, practically at least. We've got all the things they say you're supposed to get for when the baby arrives decimated my bank account, obviously. We call ourselves non-conforming life partners. Got a nice ring to it, right? We're bonded together by the life we've created, the life that will begin any minute now. I know it's unusual, but I'm old and wise enough not to care about what other people think, particularly with something as big as this. 
This isn't about me, anyway. It's about us. The two of us. No, it's, it's about the baby, of course it is. OK, admittedly I'm a little nervous, but who wouldn't be? I want to be the best dad ever. I've thought through all this, you see. We've talked about our own childhoods, what we loved, what we hated, what we needed but didn't get. I think we'll probably have a good balance. And we won't have any messy romantic love getting in the way. I'm going to be strict but approachable. I'll be the child's friend but with clear boundaries that he or she knows not to cross. They'll know I'm doing it for their own good. Everybody knows children respond to boundaries. We're going to have the best time. We will be amazing parents. Molly, she's more the nurturing kind. I think she's going to make the warmest, most loving mother anyone could wish for. She's just naturally that kind of caring, lovely person, you know? Molly and I used to rave together in the noughties. We'd go out on a Friday night and crawl home on a Sunday. We'd spend whole weekends just dancing, taking drugs, sleeping around. But I feel like we both hit this wall of adulthood about ten years ago, in tandem. Since then, our lives, the way we think about them and see ourselves as part of the world, have become more serious. Talk of parenthood moved from an offhand conversation over drinks or coffee or a takeaway into a tangible prospect. But those days, that lack of responsibility, the fun we had, it was so amazing. It was carefree. Silly, really. We're facing a different kind of fun now. A different adventure. Lifestyle. It's all going to be, well, different. I'm getting more nervous now. I feel it in my stomach. It's probably all that coffee because it tastes so awful. I think I didn't realise how strong it was. And now I've had too many and it's making me anxious. I didn't think this through. OK. Truth time. And this feels weird because it's just been a nagging voice in my head for months. And now I'm sharing it with the voice recorder on my phone. But I'm feeling inadequate. Like I said, I've not admitted that to anybody. Maybe it's easier that I'm doing it like this. I do worry that maybe this whole thing will be harder than it seems and maybe I'm not cut out for it. People say that, don't they? It's much more difficult than they imagined, but worth it, parenthood. They say that. I've heard people say that. Friends or on the TV. Like, you always know it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be hard, but because it's worth it, it doesn't matter. I think that's what people mean. But I suppose I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. I can't say that anymore, can I? I can't use delay tactics to face up to things. That bridge? I'm speeding toward it. Maybe there's a reason heterosexual couples fall in love, get married and have kids. Maybe I've been fighting too hard against conformity. Against the people in my life. People who love me and who told me this won't work. I'm the kind of person where if you tell me something won't work, it makes me double down and make sure it does. Dogmatic, you know. Not sure if that's always a good thing. I don't know if I can sustain that over 18 years or for the rest of my life. Can I?
I didn't even take time to listen to the people who told me it couldn't work. I just... <sighs> but what choice did we have? I couldn't stop this whole thing happening once it had started. I got swept up in it. We both did. Maybe there's a reason non-conforming life partners aren't a thing. So here I am. On the precipice of the most important role of my life, but nobody's really prepared me for it. Nobody's told me what to do or how to do it. Maybe my instincts will kick in, but I don't know if I even have instincts like that. There's no test. No way of finding out. Not yet. Not until crunch time. Molly feels the same, by the way. She's talked to me about it, but I couldn't very well tell her that I know exactly how she feels. Because she needs me to be strong. What good would it do if we were both freaking out about everything? She needed me to be her shoulder to cry on. Somebody to listen when she's panicking about her abilities as a mum. But I don't have that same luxury. There's nobody for me to talk to. That's why I'm talking to you, I suppose. I need to stay strong for Molly. After all, she's invested so much more into this than I have. Look at everything she's given up, just based on the trust that I'll stick by her side and support her for the rest of our lives in raising this child. I owe her to be her rock, the one she can rely on to take care of things. That's the role my dad played when I was a child. At least, that's what I remember. Perhaps Molly and I aren't non-conformists after all. Perhaps that's what my instincts are telling me. Fit into a neat daddy role, just like a conventional couple. Maybe there's a reason it works like that. Maybe doing things my way, the way I always have, the way people told me I couldn't do things. Perhaps this transcends that. What if I'm rubbish? There are plenty of messed up kids out there. Messed up adults too. At least some of the time the parents are to blame, I know that much. What if there's this massive gap between what good parents do and how they parent and what adequate parents do and how they do it? And what if nobody is talking about it or nobody knows what to do when the gap appears or what the gap even looks like? Maybe there are these huge flashing warning signs that are obvious to great parents but they won't interfere because it's none of their business. And then people just carry on doing what they're doing, even though they're so clearly doing it wrong. Maybe it isn't even on that big of a scale. Maybe the difference is in tiny, minute by minute, second by second decisions. Each one nothing taken in isolation, but when stretched and projected out over a childhood, combined to form a maladjusted person... People just turn to the same old advice books, websites, TV shows, so nothing changes. This gap becomes this gaping hole in society when enough children are affected. Hey, all right? Good-looking nurse just walked past and said hello. Yeah, I say walking, he was mincing more than anything. I'm alone again now. Nice arse. God, why am I thinking about sex at a time like this? That's it, isn't it? That's the reason I'm not ready for all this. Oh, this is so typical of me. It figures, just the fact that I can have my head turned that easily, 
Maybe it just shows that I'm not ready to settle into a domestic life. And on some level, some very physical level, I want to play the field a bit more. We've not talked about that, me and Molly. Must have a chat at some point. I've been having this urge, like a feeling, an actual feeling in my body, to throw caution to the wind and have a massive blowout. Get dressed up, get on the beer and lose myself in a crowd. A bar, a street. Lose myself completely. Get out of my head. Literally out of my own head. This stuff has all been swirling around and around for months. It does feel good to verbalise, even if... Well, I don't know if anyone's listening to this. I've had so many one last blowouts. I've lost count. Exam coming up and need to study. One last blowout. Turning 30 and feeling old. One last blowout. Feel like things are going steady with a nice man. One last blowout. At least I'm feeling guilty about it this time. That says something about me, right? That must mean something. Maybe that's what this guilt is telling me. If I really tap into that emotion, the guilt I'm feeling for not being perfect, maybe I should listen to it. Maybe I won't be the best parent ever, but maybe if I listen to my heart and not all this blah my head comes up with, maybe I'll get through. One day at a time, as they say. Me? Oh, is it time? Oh God, okay. Okay, I've got to go. I've got to go and meet someone. Oh wow, it's... it's happened. It's... it's a girl. Oh my god, she's... she's the best thing I've ever seen. Yes. I can totally do this. I can. I can do this. Adam was played by Addy Sheward Himpson. Thank you, Addy. If you've enjoyed this episode of Queer Contemplations, I'd be very grateful if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to Queer Contemplations. If you'd like to write an episode for the second series of Queer Contemplations, I'd love to hear from you. Submit the first 500 words of your story at longstoriesmedia.com forward slash queer writers. For more information on this episode, please visit longstoriesmedia.com.